0: Morning, sleepy. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You were sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking ha- 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 about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So, McDonald's? I could use a cafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh not hear that good afternoon and welcome everyone to the full moon festival in aquarius we are broadcasting from new york during a storm of potentially considerable force that's been working its way up the east coast of the u.s and so we're all participating together via online streaming though we will of course be linking up with other groups throughout the world as well the storms of late have demonstrated several things. One is the considerable interconnectivity of human conditions and planetary conditions, and the other is the power of force. This afternoon, the full moon talk will explore the power of force and the quality of energy and what it means to work skillfully with each as we transition from Pisces to Aquarius. We'll begin now by establishing our unity, purpose, and intention by saying the mantra of unification and following it with a single om. The sons of men are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve, and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and of love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all men love. Mm. The Lucis Trust website describes this mantra of unification, stating, The mantra of unification declares two realities. First, that the user is one with all humanity. And second, that humanity as a soul, as a whole, responds to the divine plan. Five aspects of this plan are dealt with. The reward of human suffering, the control of human life by the soul, precipitation of the vision revealing the future, the demonstration of the inner unity of all humanity, and humanity dominated by love. Here we have a marvelous summation of the divine plan for man. To whatever extent we as individuals understand it and live by it, We aid the whole of humanity. It brings meaning and purpose to our lives. This mantra is a source of strength for all disciples active in spiritual work. This afternoon, we're exploring aspects one and two of the plan, the reward of human suffering and the control of human life by the soul, and how these two lead to aspect five, a humanity that is dominated by love. Creating the conditions that will lead to a humanity dominated by love is the responsibility of all true servers everywhere. We do this in full conscious awareness and with intention, knowing what, why, and how we work. So today we'll explore the changes in how we work at our goal for bringing about a humanity that knows unity and is dominated by love. As we move more fully From working within the Piscean age to the Aquarian age. As we move deeper into the influence of the Aquarian energies, we notice the qualities of discipleship and of human culture beginning to shift. This affords disciples the opportunity to get to know, to learn about, and grow into the unique characteristics afforded by the Aquarian energy. Perhaps many of you have read and meditated on this new energy. We have certainly long been anticipating this development. The keynote for disciples in Aquarius can be known when contemplated on deeply and read esoterically. It epitomizes or encapsulates the qualities that we seek to embody and use in our work. That keynote is, Water of life am I, poured forth for thirsty men. The keynote for Pisces is, I leave the Father's home and, turning back, I serve. The Pisces keynote instructs what we are to do, while the Aquarius keynote tells us how to do it. For the last 2,000 years, we have been working at discerning who and what we are and what our purpose is. Jesus instructed about the keynote of disciples with the parable of the prodigal son. The parable of the prodigal or lost son goes like this. Jesus stated, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me a share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the young son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare, and here I am starving to death. "'All these years I've been slaving for you "'and never disobeyed your orders. "'Yet you never gave me even a young goat "'so I could celebrate with my friends. "'But when this son of yours, "'who has squandered your property with prostitutes, "'comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him.' "'My son,' the father said, "'you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. "'But we have to celebrate and be glad.'" Because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again, he was lost and is found. As is true with parables, there are many layers and ways to interpret the hidden meaning within the story, depending upon the needs and state of consciousness of the interpreter. In interpretation of this parable within the context of discipleship and within the keynote for Pisces, having to do with leaving the father's house and turning back to save, seems paradoxical and nonsensical at first but taken within the context of the teachings on discipleship the teachings on the probationary path and the current state and needs of human civilization it helps to clarify what the group of servers have achieved in pisces and thus what the foundation is for consciously stepping into the potential for service in aquarius the sun the soul comes into incarnation with significant wealth, but is ignorant of the wealth that he has. He becomes identified with forces and forms of material living and spends all his innate wealth on things that don't matter. When he is spent, emptied, he feels his emptiness and becomes hungry, hungry for reality, for home, for things that matter. He awakens to himself and finds his way back home to himself, to his spiritual home. Turning from his identity in material living and returning to his spiritual home, he becomes transfigured into a humble, loving servant, embodying the highest spiritual qualities. He now knows suffering and pain. He now knows the great significance of selfless love, and his desire to experience life is transfigured into a desire to serve life. The reality of the soul, its character, and purpose has been steadily revealed beginning in the 1950s through a technique called regression therapy, or past-life hypnosis. This technique is discussed in ancient spiritual teachings. It was also mentioned by Blavatsky and more recently was discovered quite by accident by a psychologist named Brian Weiss, who describes himself as, at that time, not particularly religious or spiritual, and who really didn't believe in reincarnation. When using hypnosis to help people heal from mysterious symptoms that were quite unexplainable by modern medicine, and by taking his patients far back into their infancy, he accidentally took them back prior to their birth, to life, between lives, as he calls it and to previous incarnations. This happened with not just a few people, but with many. He became curious and began to investigate in an intentional way to see if this was a fluke or a trend. Was it a real phenomenon that validated the beliefs of religious traditions dating back to the origin of the Upanishads in 800 B.C.? Puntjali discusses the idea of the soul being burdened by the accumulation of impressions as part of the karma of past lives. Traumatic and painful deaths in previous lives were often found to be the source of these mysterious symptoms and maladies. Weiss observed this phenomenon in people of all ages, professions, cultural backgrounds and in people with diverse religious beliefs, as well as avowed atheists with no particular belief in spiritual realities or in the afterlife. Weiss then set about to methodically explore this phenomenon and to describe the life of the soul between lives. In his extensive work, he has described the life of the soul who incarnates into a physical body on this planet for the purposes of learning and growth. In particular, and especially on our planet, souls grow through learning to overcome the dense and regressive forces of suffering and selfish instincts until they can control the material forces, and in so doing, embody and work with higher spiritual qualities and energies. This idea is a new narrative describing our planet as a school for soul growth. This new narrative has gained in popularity in contemporary culture and spiritual teachings over the last century. When exploring this idea within the context of the parable of the prodigal son, some interesting ideas about the soul and about its purposes for being incarnated are revealed. The soul is the son of God. It is the prodigal son who comes into incarnation, which is a death of sorts for the soul, a forgetting of who and what it is. At first, the young, inexperienced souls get caught up in the material forces over and over again. They are the prodigal sons who, having left the father's house, squander their wealth, their energy, on wild living. Through the process of reaping the consequences of this wild, selfish lifestyle, the accumulated impressions from the negative consequences of causing pain to others and oneself through ignorance and wrong intentions, the soul suffers Eventually this suffering does its work and the soul begins to awaken to the suffering it is experiencing and to question its purpose, looking for a different way to live life, one that incurs less suffering. It begins to remember, vaguely and unconsciously at first, the riches it has in its father's house and to long to return there. And so the path of return begins. The great turning takes place and the prodigal son begins his journey home. This great turning has been described in various traditions in many different ways, but the end result is the same. The prodigal son seeks his way home to self-realization and a higher spiritual state of being. The story of the prodigal son is a little short on the description of this return journey home, which many of us now can be quite lengthy and require significant striving, and transformations, but we do know that the sun is seen, met, greeted, and celebrated long before he reaches home. The keynote of Pisces tells us that we need to strive towards and why we need to strive towards that, towards our spiritual home, so that we can turn around and save those still suffering and deluded about who and what they are. The path itself gently shifts along the way from a striving for personal spiritual achievement to the ability to embody and radiate the energies that humanity as a group needs in order to be dominated by love. The Pisces keynote points to learning to work with the force of desire and effort and turning those forces in the right direction so that we can achieve our goal of returning home for the purposes of serving. Early on the path of return, the soul only knows that it needs to go in a different direction because the current direction or striving no longer satisfies or serves. Later, after a significant turning in direction has been achieved, it learns to work through spiritual inspiration and desire, striving and effort to use and control its own forces and attain its spiritual goals. Force striving, and effort are the keynotes of Pisces and of the probationary path. Most of us are familiar with the feel of force, with the destructive power of the gale force winds of a blizzard, tornado, or hurricane. We know how difficult strong forces are to control and contain. We know the painful sensation of the force of someone's anger or resentment directed toward us. We know the power of the force of wrong desire to lead entire groups down paths of separatism and violence towards inhumane acts against humanity. We have been immersed within control by, studied, and striven against these forces for eons. But what does Aquarius bring and how is the pouring of the water of life different than striving to control force? we are only beginning to sense the needed shift into the qualities of Aquarius. As we know, great qualities and energies work out through the larger group before they are sensed and known within individual lives. Psychology is an example of a great serving group that has demonstrated qualitative shifts as the Aquarian energies have become more pervasive. Psychology has moved from a focus on pathology To a focus on wellness, from striving in desire to acceptance in compassion, from a fixed ideal of character to resiliency, plasticity, and transformation, from becoming to being. We have learned the lessons of Pisces. We have learned how to use desire to strive and use force. But moving into Aquarius is moving into an age of energy versus force. This shift from forest to energy is like moving out of the gale forest winds of a blizzard into the gentle yet persistent rains of the subtropical rainforests. We contact energies that are of entirely different caliber than forces. These energies are gentle, more refined, and more ethereal in nature. They are soft, subtle, and yet surprisingly pervasive, flexible, and even strong. Learning to embody and work with these energies is gradually changing the very nature of consciousness and of material living in insidious and yet significant ways. The world servers, esoterists, and disciples are called upon to be the leading edge of humanity and as such to consciously shift into the Aquarian methods of spiritual embodiment and service. This shift calls for a subtle turning from striving to be to simply being, and from striving to serve to simply serving. As we move from thinking to intuition, we move from acting as if to knowing and experiencing who and what we really are, the divine spiritual server, the self, the soul. Visioned ideals shift to experienced realities. The beingness that characterizes Aquarian servers embodies the radiatory spiritual energy which is poured forth through humanity and gently and yet persistently pervades consciousness and culture, leading humanity to a recognition of unity and love. The Aquarian server, identified as the soul, the son of God, knows him or herself to be that love. This spiritual achievement doesn't occur by striving towards something, it occurs by being something, by identifying with love and radiating oneself. Love as service. The Aquarian energies call for dispensing with force, with striving, and for learning to work through being and with energy. This is an entirely new quality that is already being demonstrated by Within the world serving group, we don't have to try to do it. We simply have to learn to be who and what we are and become more skillful at embodying the energies needed now by humanity. In the culmination of the Piscean Age, in which the striving to become has resulted in the denuding of the rainforests and thus depriving the earth of the ability to breathe and have an atmosphere. The world servers are called upon to be the rainforest on the higher turn of the spiral. This group breathes new life into the world. It pours living energies forth through its very self, its identity, and its life. And it does this by learning to embody the Aquarian qualities and methods of service. So let us now turn towards our world group work today as we contact and learn to embody and work with the energies of Aquarius through participating in the full moon meditation together. Full moon meditation, letting in the light. Group fusion, we affirm the fact of group fusion and integration within the heart center of the new group of world servers, mediating between hierarchy and humanity, saying together, I am one with my group brothers, and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. Alignment, we project a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy of the planet, the planetary heart, the great ashram of Sunak Mara, and towards the Christ at the heart of hierarchy. Extend the line of light towards Shambhala, the center where the will of God is known. higher interlude, hold the contemplative mind open to the extraplanetary energies streaming into Shambhala and radiated through humanity. Using the creative imagination, endeavor to see the three planetary centers, Shambhala, hierarchy, and humanity gradually coming into alignment and interplay. Meditation. Reflect on the seed thought. Water of life am I poured forth for thirsty men. Precipitation. Using the creative imagination, visualize the energies of light, love, and the will to good pouring throughout the planet and becoming anchored on earth in prepared physical plane centers through which the plan can manifest. Use the six-fold progression of divine love as the sequence of energy precipitation. Shambhala hierarchy, the Christ, the new group of world servers, men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world, physical centers of distribution. Lower interlude, refocus the consciousness as a group within the periphery of the great ashram. and throughout the world visualize the downpouring spiritual inflow released from shambhala through the hierarchy and streaming into humanity through the prepared channel consider how these impouring energies are establishing the pathway of light for the coming world teacher the christ Distribution, as the great invocation is sounded, visualize the outpouring of light and love and power from the spiritual hierarchy through the five planetary inlets, London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo, irradiating the consciousness of the whole human race. may Christ return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells let light and love and power restore the plan on earth oh oh Um. Thank you. Thank you for joining the group today. this important spiritual work and this opportunity to work together and to begin to experience more fully and thus embody the energies of Aquarius that are pervading our world and offering us wonderful opportunities for spiritual service and spiritual growth for those of you who do plan to visit us in person at the full moon meditations um, we do want to let you know that we are now this year 2016 holding the new moon the full moon meditations rather at our headquarters on 120 wall Street 24th floor we do have building security um, and so there is a little bit of a process to get into the building and up into the meditations. Therefore, we ask that you let us know ahead of time by emailing or phone calling. You can find the information uh, for contacting us on our website, www.lucistress.org. Letting us know that you might be attending enables us to put your name and information into the building security ahead of time and considerably expedites the process If you don't end up showing up, that's not a problem at all. And we will be establishing an ongoing list for people who do plan to attend regularly. Um, So let us know if you want to be put on that list. We thank you for your service. Good afternoon. morning, sleepy. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, How'd you know? you were sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're uh, 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 talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So, McDonald's? I could use my cafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that? Morning, sleepy. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast. Uh, how'd you know? You are sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking uh, 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 about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So McDonald's. I could use a macchiato latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only a at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.